Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who are up to their ears in kneecaps, Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 467. This is the Lions Free Agency Flash. I am your flashy co- co-host and dashing Chris. Oh, oh, my God. Flashy and dashing host Chris. Matt, I don't know how to say those words. With me is my gorgeous, well-spoken co-host, Jeff the Riz Riston. How are you doing, brother? Hi. <laughs> Hope I do better than you just did with that intro right there. <laughs> My tongue's growing. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> she might like that. The rest of us might not so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, let's talk about today. We got a lot here. Uh, free agency. I don't know if you heard that was going on. I, I, I thought it was going to be a boring week show, but we, there's there's actually some things to talk about. Free agency went down. We'll talk about the guys we re-signed, the guys who are fresh new faces. Talk about a couple of folks we lost along the way. Um, pour one out for them. New member on the DLP team that I'm really, 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 really excited about. And we have Tracy Walker, Charles Harris news, Jalen Carter news, the whirlwind of disaster, and a little bit of Aaron Rodgers because who doesn't need a joke, <laughs> laugh, and everything else on a day like today? <laughs> We've got that and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my friend? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. And that's really cool. Thank you very much, Riley. You guys just want to say love you. You do damn good work. I appreciate that. We we do work hard. And I know, you know, there's the normal turds out there that that are mean, but, you know, they live. But thanks for that. I appreciate when people say that. All right. Let's get into it. We got a couple things to talk about. First, we need to say, hey. Thank you very much, Leaky Boots Plumbing Drain Cleaning DIY. <laughs> Longest name I've had to read so far as a subscriber. Thanks for subscribing. You folks can all subscribe as well. Hit the subscribe button and the like button. It's free. It's easy, like so many people we know. <laughs> but uh, hit those. We appreciate it. And uh, it helps us out. It helps us do our thing. It does. Um, it really does. Quick couple things to talk about. First, somebody that some of you know. West Michigan radio peeps know. I know a lot of Seattle radio peeps know, and uh, a couple other radio peeps around the world know. Uh, a gentleman named Michael Gray is joining us. He was on the St. Jude uh, podcast. We did an interview then. We've talked a lot. Huge Lions had really, really cool guy and has so much to offer. We were talking yesterday, Riz, as we were talking about setting everything up. I mean, I think we spent like an hour and a half, hour, two hours on the phone. Like I just blew work off for a little bit, and we were just 
chat. I mean, I'm so, so excited to welcome to the team. We're going to start seeing some videos from him um, this week, maybe a little closer toward our next show, like early next week or over the weekend. But uh He's got he's he's in, you know, he's both fists in. I'm really, really excited to have Gray, Michael. On Gray the show. is Gray has been a good friend of mine for a long time. Uh he's he's awesome. Uh I loved and I talked to him before I he, you talked to him. Um and I like hooked you guys up and that was kind of cool. I, I like being a matchmaker like that. I love one. getting hooked up. Um, but uh one of the things that I, I told him that I really appreciate about him when we interact is that he lives in Montana now. He's still plugged into like Lions Land and being a Lions fan, yeah. but he does he doesn't hear like all the noise in Michigan. You know, he doesn't listen to the huge show. He doesn't listen to ninety seven one. He doesn't listen to to a lot of that kind of stuff. And it's it, his opinions are much more organic that way. And I think that's something that we can definitely use. Uh, so, Michael, welcome, Gray. It's good to be working with you again because it's been too long, buddy. Yes, Alton. Thank you for the super chat. 10 bucks rolling in with the big nice the big ones appreciate that very kind of you to hit us with a super chat it's a big day there's a lot to talk about there's a lot of stuff to celebrate a lot of things you know we can be we can be sad we can say our goodbyes um no details on jamal yet we'll talk about his contract he is he has uh, reportedly not signed going. anywhere yet <clears throat> uh reportedly means... he has signed actually he just signed oh, really? or is yeah <laughs> and um no numbers on that. it yet but we'll have numbers oh. by the time we oh. talk about him okay We'll have numbers ah, before we talk about them. My guess before the numbers are out, I'm just telling you guys right now, somewhere in the in the range of nine. I think I think nine is the number. Uh, it, it'll it's total? high. I realize I realize nine is high, but just watch. nine total or nine year, nine a year per, per year, nine a year. <clears throat> I know it's high. Wow. I know it's high, but that's my guess. That's my guess. That oh. team that. They don't learn. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see how those go. Um, again, we, we need to apologize about Sunday, folks. And and we do these announcements early just so no, folks know as everyone gathers. We want to be able to get, you know, everybody in. in so we just spend a few as we, people show up. So uh, the Sunday show, we need to apologize. It, there's three of us and literally all three of our personal schedules clashed and, and we could not get a show. We were throwing every hour of the day out to try to work and every one of us had something yes, different. It just fell apart at the last minute. So we'll make up for it today. I promise. I promise. I promise we'll make up for it today, but just need to apologize. And lastly, we have a winner of the offensive line naming contest. And the name is can't tell you. <laughs> because uh there's a prize announcement coming for the person who got it and uh that prize announcement involves the name and some other stuff you guys are really gonna love this this is really cool so we're gonna get that uh we're gonna get there all right so let's start out let's get into the first piece of today's conversation let's talk about the key off-season dates and then we'll get right into free agency so here we work sit. on that because i gotta type up this jamal williams thing real fast yep yep do i had a shell they just have to fill in details Yep. Um, here we sit at the 15th of March with uh, the new league year opening at 4 p.m. today. Free agency, as you all may have heard. Um, also, March 26th to 29th, the NFL League meetings. We'll start talking about rules and stuff like that. We'll get Dino on and we'll have uh, some Blandino chat going um, after we hear about that and what's going on. OTAs begin on the 17th of April. Key date to know, key day to pay attention. Hey, Tracy, what's going on, my man? How you feeling? We'll talk about that a little bit, but April 17th is a good one to keep in mind. Um, 27th through the 29th, we have the NFL Draft Live. We will have your draft party here, and as always, we are escalating. We are making a bigger $8 million guaranteed. <laughs> 12, uh, three years, 12, eight guaranteed. 
Uh, thank three, you, Levi. Your twelve million eight guaranteed. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um. There's yeah. There was some stuff going on. I can't really talk a lot. <laughs> uh, right. So so we get into the uh, the the draft. Draft party is going to be huge as always. We will elevate it every year a little more. Uh, opening day on draft day, we'll have uh, Ash the Man Thompson on here as well. I'll obviously do drinking for dollars as well. I've got. I'm going to, have to pick up some new Jägermeister, as folks know how the Jäger goes for drinking for dollars on the draft party. Um, and then we also will have Sam Man appearing live from the Lions draft party. We'll have some other things going on. It's a good time. So we'll have that going on. And then day two of the draft, Sam Man will be here. And we may have a couple other people that we slide in and do along the way. Don't you Just worry. Maybe. It'll be a fun, exciting time. Draft party. April 27th and 28th uh, draft goes through the 29th day three. I shake off the Jägermeister. I sit there with my hand in my pants and Riz actually has his favorite day of the draft. Uh, from there, we go to May 1st, fifth year option deadline for the 2020 NFL draft picks, the COVID year kids uh, May 5th through eight rookie mini camp and May 12th through 15th is the second rookie mini camp mid May. It's rumored that it's going to be May 11th. The schedule release is there. Get ready to get on your Delta site and pick up your uh, tickets to Frankfurt. That's going to be uh, announced around that time. And then mid July, the franchise tag contract negotiation deadline hits. Um, and late June, July this year, folks, we are definitely going to be taking a, uh, a little break, uh, not for that whole period of time, but we're probably going to take two to three weeks in that five week period off just because, if you don't know, since training camp last year, we've only missed two weeks or three weeks that whole time. And we've done multiple shows in many of those weeks. It's this is the time when you get a shot. So please allow us to go and be friendly to us as we do this. So. All right. There you go. That is your off season dates and schedule. Let's get right into this dirty stuff. Darn it. I missed that. Part. I just hit publish. So this is good. Good. I knew I could tweet that, that out. All right. Free agency blows. I guess the heck I, up. I guessed wrong on Jamal. I guess, I guess somewhere else. Yep. Yep. Wrong. Yep. Yep. Um. So, free agency hits off. Let's talk about the re-signs first. Uh, that's one of the big pieces uh, with the Detroit Lions and Brad Holmes. A lot of people talked about last year. Oh no, we're just re-signing the same old guys. Had a good team. Had a really good team. There were some really good pickups in there, and uh, some of those guys are actually part of the conversation this year. So we'll start off uh, the big man, the man who wears the shoulder pads like other players wear their thigh pads. Isaiah Bugs, he is back. Riz, I, I like it. I like the signing. I like Bugs. I think he, he's a wrecker in the middle. He brings a lot to the game. And if he stays healthy, he's a guy that can really, really anchor that interior of that line. You know, he played, he played pretty well down the stretch. Early on, he was the same guy that Pittsburgh gave up on. And I think we saw like the worst of him, but I think we also saw how well he responded to the coaching, how well he responded to the different role, um, especially when Aleem started playing next to him instead of replacing one another. That yes. that that really worked. It helped the run defense quite a bit. Quite a bit. And uh, that's that's something that I think we're going to see going forward. Obviously, with more guys into the mix, but uh, Bugs. He's a leader, and and you you picked it up in his press conference. If you watch the press conference stall that he did, like that guy, he's seen some things in his days, and you know, <laughs> I that's a guy who just really wants to win, and he chose that you know Detroit gives him the best chance to win while still being a contributing part to it, and yeah. uh, I think that's I think I think it's great, and I think that 
almost more than any other of the signings of the re-signings demonstrates where the Lions are as a franchise compared to where they were when they first got him, when he might have not had any other options and the Lions might not have had any other options either. Yeah. That we're so far beyond that. But the fact that he chose to stay with that, I think that's a testament to both bugs and the Lions right now. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Adebori at six, Tampa, Detroit line. I don't think they're going up Adebori at six. I don't think that's, uh, that's in, in, in the, the cards for Detroit lions, but I want to say thank you. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I want to say thank you for the super chat, brother. I appreciate you. You, you're, you're a big supporter and you're a, you're an awesome guy. Uh, Adebori is, is awesome though. I love that guy. He was a beast. He was a beast at senior bowl. He was uh, really good at the senior bowl. Fastest yes. player ever over 270 pounds at the combine. Man. All right. Let's see. We got um and, and folks. Two tenths of a second faster than than Jelani to five point two oh two point oh Noah Sewell. I, I want to just say that I, I'm ripping out Edibori like no tomorrow, just so everybody knows. Like this was this was not a problem for me. And this is we should all just check That's that. That's pretty box. good. Yeah. It's better yeah. than when we were just calling him 94 from Northwestern, <laughs> which is all we did in Mobile. <laughs> I got it. I pulled it out there. I, this one was this one, like it, it was perfect for me. It fit it fit my my little world. All right, so we got Isaiah Bugs. I think Isaiah's a big, big win for us. The, the center of that line is a spot to worry about. I think uh, that's good. Good. We'll talk about some of the falling disasters in the draft that uh, maybe we don't want a defensive tackle. So uh, bugs in there is a big, big piece. Uh, there's another guy, uh, a guy that you know and whose family you know, Jeff is the Riz Risden. Uh, Craig Reynolds re-signed as well, um, running back three or four in in the sling today, depending how well you rank Swift. Uh, <laughs> uh, Craig Reynolds is with the team again. I think that's just a solid re-sign, a, a great guy to keep around. He is. Uh, he wanted to come back very much. The Lions uh, made it clear to him that he will. Be, he was valued, and they wanted him back. He look. He was a restricted free agent, but he never really looked anywhere else. So uh, yeah. Craig is back. He he projects as the number three running back, and that's um, obviously they have an addition above him now. Now that Jamal is gone, they have Montgomery's in. But yeah, he, he's comfortable being the three. He has worked hard on his receiving skills. Like he was already a pretty good receiver. He's worked very hard on that this offseason already. Uh, I think you're going to see a healthy Craig Reynolds be a good contributor. Look, he he is what he is. He and he knows what he is, by the way. He's yep. not under any delusions of grandeur. He knows he's a guy who can be a short yardage specialist, who can, you know, come step in if the lead back is hurt and post a game. Remember, he still holds the Lions team record for the most rushing yards in the first game in a Lions uniform. Beat Barry Sanders' record in that. There you go. Yep, yep. Um, so we move on. Next one to sign in, and this is there's a gap here, Riz, and this was a topic we were going to talk about, and I think it's still worth maybe kind of alluding to. Alex Ancelone, Captain Ancelone. Uh, I'm a linebacker. <laughs> he is back, re-signs with the team, and, you know, fans – there's there, there's this thing that people go through. There's the I hate it, and then I talk myself into it. It's like I'm okay with it, but it wasn't everything I wanted. I don't think Anzalone gets the credit for what he's done in this defense and in the locker room, both. But I think especially you know pre Jamie Collins, <laughs> Anzalone is a whole different man than post Jamie Collins, Anzalone, and I think just the body of his work. Show and again, you've talked about how PFF did him dirty. Um, he's he, he's he's a lot better than what people think. He is, uh, and I I will provide more evidence to that. We went through and charted 
and the Lions had it in their statistics, that he had eight passes defended last year. PFF still has him for two. Mm-hmm. It's it's and they uh, they missed several coverage assignments of his. They missed several um, plays where he didn't make the play, but allowed somebody else to make the play because he was in position where he needed to be. Which is, by the way, what the Lions want their linebackers to do, especially in the run game. They don't want them making all those tackles. The other yeah. thing that I'll say, everybody bags on his missed tackles. He has missed. Eight less tackles in the last two seasons than Devin White, who all of you absolutely worship. <laughs> be consistent. Just be yep. consistent. Yep, yep, yep. So we have Anzalone is, back. Is, 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 is Anzalone great? Can they do better than that? Yeah, probably. They probably can, probably should, really, but he's fine for what they need, and they're, they're very happy with it. He, he got rewarded with the contract that he wanted. He wanted to come back. Didn't really shop himself around as much as I expected him to, or as, as much as some others expected to. I will just say the influence that he has had on Rodrigo specifically, but also Derek yeah. Barnes and James Houston is very significant in the locker room, in the training room, in the meeting rooms. That, that, that would have been a massive loss had that not happened because that, that would not have been easier to replace. To earn the trust of the young players like that, the way Alex Anzalone has, is that's, that's invaluable, man. You've you got to have that guy. And the fact that they already had him in-house, they brought him back, makes sense. Yeah, I, I, know, I know people and, are going to hate it that he's, that he's not this all-star, but they don't want that at the they, – they really, truly do not want all-stars at linebacker. I, they don't want to spend the money on all-stars at, at linebacker. That's not a, a point of emphasis for the team. Uh, I think that's that's a point where they're not going to spend that kind of money to get a super high expensive – they're going to spend that kind of treasure in the draft to get a super high expensive uh, linebacker. They've got a guy who's doing well. Now, they'll fi- they may find a guy. They might sign the right guy. They may do whatever. But it's one of the least prioritized positions on the field for the Lions. So that is, as yeah. people say, uh, and we got um, my Manifest My Destiny, Anzalone. Sorry, I said that wrong. And it's <laughs> going back to the old jersey. Anzalone is the one player that the Lions fan base will always be split on. And I will tell you, there's Jared Goff is the one that I think is going to drive people bonkers in that whole kind of we're split my mindset um steve shattuck thank you sir for the super chat great point made by justin rogers our favorite beat writer besides riz uh to quote justin rogers retaining chemistry as opposed to having to create it is the ancelone signing and ftb that's right the bears can fight it that's that's what they're doing that's one of the key things about how this team works and and we'll talk about it here with the next guy they signed john kaminsky if you look at his tweets you look at everything he said everything he's done he he, the the way that coaches talk about him the way he talks about the coaches he wanted to be in detroit period he the waters were tested the whole thing and you know i have some on the jamal thing i have some information i'm not going to share it just because i don't want to burn any anybody but i'll kind of talk around it a little bit when we talk the different completely different negotiating styles and it was driven by the players and their agents as to how that happened. And that's why you see Kaminsky coming back. And I'm glad to have the commission back in blue. Another guy that makes a big difference. Uh, work in the edge. 
plays a little inside if he has to, but he's a guy that gives you something, a little something. He gives you that a little bit of multiple there and played his brains out, club and all, last year. I'm, I'm happy to get uh, the commish back. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy that he decided to come back because he did have other offers. And I, I, I know some behind-the-scenes stuff on, on the negotiations that went on with him. And I will tell you that the Lions were very straightforward with him about what they wanted from him, what they expected from him, and what they would compensate him. And basically it was like, hey, we're going to let you go out, and if you can do better, God bless you, man. We'll get your bag, yeah. We'll we'll be happy. Um, But they went to to the contract that they gave him, and uh, he wound up not getting more or maybe not getting more enough to leave. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's uh, that's very important. And yeah. that's you know he 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 to to his credit, he was a man of his word. He basically begged the Lions to re-sign him at the end of the the regular season. Guess what? When they offered it to him, he he took him up on it. That's yeah. uh, that's the kind of personal integrity that they're looking for in their players. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's not lost on that should not be lost on a couple of the other people that we're going to talk about tonight. Absolutely. Slew Shark and D, thank you very, very much. Love this time of year. Uh, Lions went out and got productive young player from within division like Montgomery. And we'll talk about that. You guarantee it. Instead of paying too much, it says guys want to be here and not the same. Oh, I hate that saying. Yes, absolutely. Uh, really, really strong deal on, on a re-signs for this team, bringing the right guys back and, and handling it in a way where, again, the Kaminsky is a statement to who he is. And how he controls his agent and maybe potentially who his agent is. I don't know who his agent is, so I'm not going to say anything. But that how that worked was in the in the favor of the player's desires. I'll tell you that. Um, and I'm not going to say it isn't in other times. It's just a different negotiating style that came to the table. And it just it, it wasn't what, you know, things were. Um, and on Ancelone and Cam Sutton have been friends for a while. They often work out together. Yes, yes. Uh, and Don Burr, there's a picture floating around with Ancelone. Uh, Sutton and Houston working out. Love that, right? And you think about what you talk about chemistry. Sutton becomes a, a, you know, these guys know each other. They work out together. They have to play on the same side of the ball. Hey, that's good news, right? Communication. And and you saw it, Riz. It was so great. And if you folks go back to some of our, our tweets from Senior Bowl, it was one of the things I highlighted. You have guys that haven't played together that much. And communication out loud was so obvious as they were working through practice and as they were running the drills and learning how to work together that inherent communication that you get from working with people is huge i think that's part of the idea of sutton and one of the things that made him plus he was what the third best corner on the list really third or third best i think or third or fourth he best was, was corner the out there. And, it, yeah. and especially for for the role and the style of play that the lions play He's he's a great fit, man. He's such a good. Oh, oh by the way, uh, he and uh, Emmanuel Mosley were college teammates at Tennessee. There so, you go. Lot more connections. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there, and then because that because the trifecta is the guy we talked to at Senior Bowl who slings the ball as well. But we'll talk about that some other time. We'll get there. All right, let's get into some of the fresh new faces here in Detroit. Detroit Lions uh, free agency action. We'll start with the man who loves to work out with Ancelone. And uh, and Houston Cam, the man Sutton. The one thing I just want to say is it makes me very happy when these sort of things happen and you see a fan base devastated about the loss of a player. 
Cam Sutton's that guy. Pittsburgh fans are just punching themselves in the privates because they really wish that they had kept Cam in Pittsburgh. I'm I'm happy to have this guy. It's one of your first indicators of how fun how fun of a move that's going to be. <laughs> it really is. And I, I talked to a couple different P- Pittsburgh centric people. I talked to Jim Wexel from uh, Steelers Depot. I talked to uh, 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 John Ledyard, uh, who's been all right. You all know who John Ledyard is. Uh, I talked to Kurt Popejoy, who uh, I, I'll talk about him in a little bit, but they were all like, yeah, this guy. And the one word that came up all the time is smart, like how smart he is. And uh, when you watch the Lions and you watch Dan Campbell's press conferences, especially after a loss, and he talks about MAs, missed assignments on defense, there's not many times where Dan gets visibly angry when he brings up the word M-A or the letters M-A, he's like fists are clenched. You can see him like you can see the the little bulge in his arm. I'd, I'd flex, but I have no muscle anymore because I'm old and decrepit. Um, you can see how agitated that makes him. You can see that's why A.J. Parker is no longer in Detroit, among other people. Yep. That's why Ifeonta Malifon, who doesn't play, because they have too many M-A's. Cam Sutton never ha- like he has a ridiculously high football IQ, yeah. and that's that's one of the first things that everybody talked about him from Pittsburgh. So the MAs at the outside cornerback position appear to be going away with Sutton, and, and just not not losing a play is a win in a lot of cases. Uh, Jeff Okuda has some MAs because he thinks too much. Yeah, yeah, he's not that natural like. He's one of those guys, and and I can relate to this because I was that way as an athlete myself. I overthought things in the heat of the battle, and it made me slower to react, especially in volleyball. Um, I would be too late getting out to the block sometimes because I'm thinking, okay, well, the center might might go here. Like, just go. And and that's something that that has been yelled at Jeff Okuda a lot. And hopefully that message gets through now that they have a new messenger. But I think that's <laughs> something that Cam Sutton can help him with too. And I, I'm really, really excited about Cam Sutton. A couple things on him. He plays, a lot of people are projecting him into the slot. He's not that guy in the slot. He's much, much better outside. Yeah. Playing with his hands on, but also as a guy that can play a little bit of off man mm-hmm. and turn and run with guys. Uh, he's, he, I think he played, it was like, like 80% or 78% outside. And that, that's where I would envision him playing with the Lions. Uh, on the side opposite Jerry, yeah. he is more of a Nokuda replacement than he is a Jerry replacement. Exactly. Uh, stylistically, um, he does not have that, you know, and I'll say this about Jerry. Jerry's got the dog in him. <laughs> Sutton doesn't have that. He's going to put the dog he's in you, really too. He's a really good player. <laughs> <laughs> You know, J- Jerry is going to go up and he- and he's going to get in the receiver's face and he's going to let them know that he's there. Cam's going to be a guy that's like, you know, after he makes breaks up the pass, maybe he'll do a little finger wag as he walks away. That that's more of who he is. But a really really good find, and he's he's going to start this. This is one of your starting outside corners for the next three years, uh, and he's he's a good one, yeah. real good one. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The thing about Okuda, too, and, and look, you have this gives you depth that you never had. And I, I don't want to say never, but I can't remember when the Lions had this kind of depth at cornerback. And the thing is, if you want your cornerbacks to follow a guy around, right, if you punch Okuda into the inside, for example, which is a, 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 a guy who plays press isn't bad in the slot. It's not a bad thing at all. But all of a sudden, if you decide you want to put one of your cornerbacks because they are absolutely a matchup for one of the receivers on your opponent, you can do that now. You can start moving guys around and have somebody on somebody if that's how you play the defense that week. And that's one of the things that the Lions talk about is being able to scheme differently based on what they're facing. So there's a little bit of flexibility this gives us as well. This is really, really an opportunity for the Lions. A great move. Great move in Cam Sutton. And with Cam Sutton, we, I, 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 I put it up there, but I missed who said it this first time because we've also picked up Emmanuel Mosley. The first time the two gentlemen have been able to play together since their time at the University of Tennessee when they volunteered for football. Um, this is this, this is fun. I mean, Mosley coming off an injury was an exciting guy. Again, looking at the fans of San Fran, they're like, oh, I wanted him back. I want him. You know, he was he looked good in the couple of games he played. I'm super interested in what this is. This feels a little bit like Brad Holmes. I'm getting something a little underpriced reclamation project. We've seen it with Levi Anzarike. It didn't work as well, Um, but we've seen it work with, you know, we've watched Jerry recover. We've seen some other guys come back, you know, hurt uh, and be able to perform. This is a guy that's going to be interesting. Watch this year is. One year prove it deal. Deshaun Elliott just did that. Yep. Worked pretty darn well for him, uh, although his new salary is lower than anybody thought it would be. But he played very well for Detroit last year as a guy who was coming off of a serious injury. That's like Mosley tore his ACL in week five last year. So that's roughly the same timeline as, well, it's longer than James Mitchell was. Uh, so he, he should be good to go by training camp, if, yeah. assuming that all things are well. and. You can't really assume that, but it, it sure feels like he's going to be ready to go for this season. He was really good in San Francisco, and yeah. I would point people to um, uh, Lions Wire, not just because I'm right there, but because Never heard of it. my guy Russell Brown, more. who drew recently joined Lions Wire, and I'm very happy to have Russell yeah. helping me out. Yes, uh, he's doing fantastic work, and one of the things that he did right away, this is why I love you, Russ, because when I suggested to him Hey, let's let's do a piece, uh, or can you do a piece for me? Because I was busy last night on what uh, what Emmanuel mostly brings to the Lions. He's like, yeah, let me let me talk to Eric Crocker, like former NFL, former 49ers cornerback Eric Crocker, who hosts the Locked On podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah, do that, please. And he did it. So it's up at Lions Wire, uh, uh, the film review of, of what uh, what Mosley brings. But Crocky, Crocky loves the guy, man. And yeah. uh, Kyle Posey, who writes for the, the 49ers, has covered them for a long time, uh, sent out a fantastic tweet about how much they respected him, how he was the best corner on that team before he got hurt. I think that's pretty high praise when, when people are leaving like that. This is a guy who can, he can, I mean he will, he can start on the outside. Um, he, By the way, he is a straight outside only corner. This is not a slot guy at all. Yeah. So you're looking at you've got two potential new outside starters. Jerry's back. So you've got depth. You've got three guys competing for two spots. That's 
Isn't that what we want? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like instead of having one guy competing for three, yeah. we have three competing for one. Like this, <laughs> this is where we want it to be as a team. I, I love it. And here's and the it's, thing. It's a good enough financial commitment. I love here's it. the thing. And, and this is one of those things, right? It's, it's a show me deal. It's a show me game, a name that I haven't heard anyone mention yet. And uh, Ben Cavell has mentioned it in the, uh, the chat. Cam Sutton upgrade over who? Amani Arawarie. I can finally say the guy's name, and I don't know what's going on about how long he's going to be in town. Can we get something for him? Is he tradable? He's I don't. A free agent. He, oh, is he? I didn't. I didn't even recognize that. That's yeah, how little I paid attention to his, his world. <laughs> his phone is not ringing. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, upgrade over Mike Hughes. Montgomery's an upgrade over Jamal Holmes is crushing free agency. Yes. Now again, uh, as Riz just said, Emmanuel Mosley is a one-year prove-it deal. What about Chark? Ah, we've heard he's looked at. You know, he's been uh, sniffed around by the Giants. We've heard he's been sniffed around with uh, by Minnesota. We'll see what happens with him. He he's a guy I'd like to have. Like to have at the right price. Injury again. You know all those sort of things. Does he stay? Hey, it's his opportunity. If he goes somewhere else, that that's his thing. Um, and we'll see what happens out of it. But we're not going to overpay. And I think that's one of the things that we've got that's going on. Uh, yeah. And and Ben. Christmas has been saying it for a long, long time. We've got, as Lions fans, to get used to losing good players. Jamal will be the first of many. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get to some of the faces we've lost. But um, this is this is absolutely where we're at. And and we're going to get good faces. The next good face I want to talk about is David Montgomery, who is, as look, and, and Sam Mann said it the best, as a player, he's an absolute upgrade over Jamal. And I love Jamal. I wanted Jamal yes. back. I wanted the right kind of deal for Jamal. Um, but... David Montgomery, and it was Brett Whitfield, uh, formerly a PFF, uh, posted uh, David Montgomery was number one for what, breaking tackle, breaking first contact in the NFL uh, with that surviving just, first tackle attempt with that oppressively bad offensive line that it scored better than it should have by the end of the year because of the absolute running for his life, Justin Fields. But the other side of that equation is Jamal Williams was near the bottom. And now we have a guy behind this monstrosity of an offensive line that Hank's been able to put together. And we have a a running back who's not going to get grabbed at the first chance. That's a number of touchdowns that we didn't get that we will. That's, that's a whole lot of opportunities that David Montgomery puts in. This is an upgrade. I'm going to say it's very little more money for this upgrade either. Comparatively. It's not much more money. It is more, but it's not much more. Uh, his deal is basically two years, twelve million. Mm-hmm. Uh, in effect, I know it reads six six years, eighteen million. Or th- I'm sorry, three years, eighteen million, six million per year. Yep. That's not the reality of the deal. Uh, it's a two year deal, mm-hmm. um, and I, I haven't seen Jamal's yet, but I, I would assume that that's probably about what his will. Uh, his, depending on what, what the, we'll, 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 I, I don't. Bleh! Yeah, sorry, talk too much today. Um, yeah, did did three hours with Huge Show. Thanks, Huge, and thanks to everybody who's listening from the Huge Show. I appreciate you. Uh, it's uh, Montgomery to me. I think upgrades into specific areas. Number one, he is going to break more long runs uh, out of set out of normal set plays um, on like a third and three. Jamal was going to get you four and reliably get you four, and that's awesome. Montgomery might get you twelve. Might get you 15 once or twice yep. a game. Yep. yep. And that's that's an area where Jamal, other than a couple of rare instances, just didn't have it. Like, he wasn't their home run hitter. He was their closer. Yep. And Montgomery can be that guy. 
I, I do think that Jamal was probably a little bit better in super short yardage, like goal line situations, uh, maybe third and one, fourth and one situations like that. I think they will lose Jamal in those situations because Montgomery doesn't have that sort of testicular fortitude to grind out like like he's good at breaking tackles and he's not soft. Don't get me wrong at all on that. But Jamal just had that extra like like you will not defeat me yeah. um, attitude. Yep. And like Montgomery, Montgomery is close to that, but he's not quite that. And yep. I, th- I think that's the only area on the field where we will miss Jamal. Yep. I think Montgomery offers more. He's, he's, he can catch the ball. I want to say he's better in pass protection, but he's at least as good, if not a little better than in pass protection. He's a more, more agile, more accomplished, more, um, more receiver. <laughs> I'll tell you one of the, the just at this. I don't have the numbers in front of me to look at to, to prove this, but one of the senses, the things, the frustrations I had with Jamal this year was he seemed to drop balls when he was open at crucial moments quite a bit. Montgomery's a much better catcher of the ball. That gives you a different, you know. That before it was Swift is kind of your guy that's going to catch it and run, and Jamal's your guy that's going to go between the tackles. Montgomery gives you that guy in one guy, so it's not as predictable yes. on the offensive side of the ball. Um, it's, I, I, we, we upgraded at running back with David Montgomery. We upgraded. If we'll just say we upgraded over Amani with Emmanuel Mosley and Cam Sutton is a real great upgrade across the board. It, it puts us, it makes us really strong at the cornerback position, which is something I think we've not been previously in previous years, but not only does it make us strong, it gives us strength at depth. And that's a huge thing. One of the most athletic positions on the field, but seemingly one of the ones that gets injured so much as well. So to have top quality depth at the cornerback position is is huge and very, very meaningful for a team that hasn't been able to generate the kind of pa- you know pass pressure that you've really wanted. Your pass pressure relieves pressure on your cornerbacks. Oh, let's upgrade the cornerbacks. Now your cornerbacks are upgraded. Can you start thinking about a guy that can rush the passer now or in the, or in the draft? Can you now upgrade both? Does this give you the kind of pressure you want to create that killer D? Pressure pick, cover sack. Yep, there you go. The old, the old Pat Kerwin saying. Oh, I love Pat Kerwin. One, one, quick, one other quick Pat thing Kerwin. on Montgomery. Yep. Montgomery is uh, two years younger than Jamal Williams as well. Yep. He, he, oh. he is 25. Uh, Jamal turns 28 next month. So, yeah. And and Jamal, it was time to get his bag. To be fair, this was his last contract. Yep. He needed to get his money and go. Let's go into some of the faces, the Lions losses in free agency. Uh, and Jamal Williams is a guy we'll start with. I want to share something that we had ready for when they re-signed him. I'm going to put it in our DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. I yeah. absolutely loved this. I was so stoked um, to have it. We've got and, and this could be a goodbye tribute. Right. We've got the sweet swaggy T-shirt. You can see it on the screen on the screen. Detroit Lions podcast dot com slash store. We'll make it available as a goodbye thing. But there he is kind of giving you maybe the salute over the horizon as he heads off. But I'll tell you a little bit about send him one of those. He would wear that. Yeah, absolutely would wear that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, we did send him one. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> going on. Um, yeah. The, so Jamal isn't getting the bag, though. That's the deal. The Saints got. Oh, oh, I it's he's getting his bag by Kranz. Um, This is a case where you can look at Kaminsky and what happened there. And then what happened with Jamal? Jamal was playing teams against each other. He was he was playing a game trying to run the number up. Right. And. uh this isn't a quote for quote. I'll just kind of put this out here generally stating, you know, the lion said, are you sure that's not good enough? You sure you're going to get more than that? Yep. Okay. Off you go. And that was that he may, and, and, and his, his, his agent may have heard him. He had a number that he was after. Um, doesn't look like he got his number unless that number was what he wanted to be guaranteed, but he certainly could have gotten that guarantee here had he stayed. It was the way in which this was approached. This is not uh, Jamal's a bad guy or a terrible negotiator. Remember, all these guys work through agents, right? And it's 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 one of those things. So um, I don't think it's a Lions did a bad thing. I don't think it's a he did a bad thing, but he was going after his bag. And uh, that's he got what he got, and that's that. So we'll we'll leave that at that. But Jamal Williams leaving the Lions, it's 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 a tough one because he was a real piece of the personality. Remember in Hard Knocks, he was a great piece of the personality of the team in Hard Knocks. Great guy to have, fun to watch, fun to watch him play catch with the fans in the stands and training camp and at every game, whether they're fans for or, or against the Lions in the field, in the stadium. He was a man of class, a man of character, and a guy that. You can't help but wish the very, very best to until he faces off against the Lions in the field. Hundred percent. He's he's a real dude, and we will we will miss his infectious personality. We will miss him at training camp, just being being Jamal, man. And mm-hmm. he loves being Jamal, and there's that that's refreshing. Like he does, he's not putting on airs. Yep. Uh, I I will never forget the speech after Sunday Night Football. That was, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was uh, that spoke to me. I'm I'm actually getting a little emotional thinking about that because that was like, damn man, that's real. Um, yeah. I've, I've been looking for contract numbers here. Um, it looks like he got three years, twelve million, eight he million guaranteed. fully guaranteed. Yep. Um, there is some incentives on the back end if that reporting is correct. Uh, just for reference, the Lions gave Montgomery three years, eighteen million. Uh, 11 million guaranteed. So basically, David Montgomery is getting 1 million extra per year in r- real money than what Jamal is. Yep. That's, uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, yep. I actually thought that, I, I honestly didn't think that Jamal would get what he got uh, with, after seeing what Rashad Penny got and what a couple yeah. of other running backs that are on the market are getting offered. Yep. That's, that's actually pretty good for Jamal. When you look at, because uh, I mean, there's still a lot of really talented guys out there that are and, looking for looking for their bags. And oh, by the way, this is a ridiculously awesome running back class. Like it's great. There's uh, yeah, there's honestly, I think both Montgomery and Williams outkick their coverage based on their contracts. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I was maybe I was underestimating their value a little bit. And the timing, if you watch the timing, you you can tell that it was the Lions saying, we're just, we're not going there. And I can tell you, he was playing teams off of each other and numbers off of each other. His agent was, at least. In in, in the piece to the Lions, the Lions said, we're not not going to beat that number. Yeah, we're not going to beat that number. 
And so we're going to move and they got Montgomery and that's what they did. And that then Jamal moved on and it took a day or whatever. And that this is how he signed and where he landed. If you even just look at that, I'm just telling you that this is how things played out. And it's it's not a a dislike thing. It was him trying to get as much money as he can, which this is his last contract. He deserves to try to get as much as he can. It just didn't work out maybe as good as it could have. So there you go. That's the difference in the aging. You know, that there's a big difference between being 25 and 28. I know. Michael Richards, 26 in June, but you know, that it it does matter. Um, We talk about age a lot with quarterbacks, both positive and negative factors in there. Um, And what you just said goes very much in line with what, what what I was told about the Kaminsky. They gave Kaminsky a number and said, if you can go beat that, go do it. This is, this is our ceiling for you. And I would guess that they probably did that with a couple other guys too. Um, One of them stayed, one of them left. Yeah. And Jamal would be the one that left. Yeah. Yep. That's that. Cause there's, and that's, that's part of the thing about the whole contract situation with people and why you can say, Oh, well the market for this position is $15 million this year. That's cool. Some people like where they're at. Some people don't want to move their family. Some people don't want to put their kids in different schools. People don't want to move for any number of reasons. If I've got $10 million versus $12 million, do I care? Oh, what if it's going to California? Oh, that's cool. Well, now I'm paying 13% tax instead of 6%. So now I'm, it's costing me more than the cost of my agent to go there. Right? I mean, this is, this doesn't make sense. So there's all kinds of reasons what make people make those decisions. And some of them are very personal and some of them are strictly across about the money but look if you're sitting there with eight or nine million dollars in the bank i don't want to say there's no difference between those numbers but either way you're going to retire and if you love what you're doing and where you're doing it and it means something and plays to your heart a lot of people are like i'm happy with that and that's you know that's the way that works so other people are like no i want every single penny i can get i'm uh i'm going full you know i forget the guy's name and uh Nebraska, the investor Warren Buffett, what full Warren Buffett on this? I'm gonna, I'm gonna milk every penny I can out of it, right? I was thinking more Rod Tidwell. Show me the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's yeah, Warren that's, Buffett works too. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Jamal Williams piece again. We'll put that 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 shirt up because it's a it's a damn good looking shirt. I'll I'll show it one more time. Um, just look at that. Oh, he's so good. I wanted, I wanted to sign up just because I wanted to wear that shirt like every show. But oh well, that's a good looking thing. So swag daddy on it, by the way. That's what the characters are. So we'll put that up at the Detroit Lions podcast store. Uh, okay, so another face no longer in the locker room, and this one's interesting. I've got no inside information, so I'm telling you this is speculation because I tell you if I have inside information, I tell you if I'm speculating. And so does Riz. That's what we do. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Deshaun Elliott, who is no longer Trent Lion. I think he took 1.9 million. A year was it, Riz? Not even that much. Yeah, not even that much. So Which should tell you how much interest the Lions had in bringing him back. My or, speculation. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're on the same page here. Well, my speculation. I don't know that we are. My speculation is it's about his shoulder. The Lions don't trust it. Uh, what I heard from how he like what the whole response was about his shoulder and oh they don't say it's good but I know it's gonna be good like I was like immediately about his shoulders aft there's it's not like holy crap Tracy Walker is running around showing off and his people think it's worse than it is is what he said I'm like oh no oh no no he's he's trying to sign a contract of course he's saying that Lions are not trusting that shoulder and they and, and they didn't sign him that's it love what he brought love what happened with the team when he was there but my gosh I think that's you know again pure speculation everybody but I believe that probably played a lot in the reason why he's no longer Detroit Lion 
And and why was he here in the first place? Because Baltimore gave up on him because he missed more games than he was more games than he played in in yeah. his first three seasons in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He missed more games than he played in at Texas. This is a guy who's just had a lot of durability issues. You don't want to overpay for that. Uh, that's I'm sure that's why his market value was down. I will say that if the Lions didn't offer him what he got to go to Miami, though, and I don't know whether they did or not, right? that's a pretty strong indication that uh, he didn't want to stay in Detroit. Yep. yep. And uh, that's interesting because uh, both he came to Detroit with Brian Duker, the safeties coach. Because yes. Duker was the safeties coach in Baltimore before he came to Detroit. Lured. Um, Elliot to come in as, as a good fit, and, and Elliot played well, and he will need to be replaced, and that's not going to be an instantaneous, easy replacement. But the fact that the Lions wouldn't like match, or that that he wouldn't allow the Lions to match, or maybe he did and they didn't want to, but that's like that's really, really low money for yeah. a a capable starter when healthy, and I would say, I dare say. Above a slightly above average starter when healthy, I think that's fair for Deshaun Elliott. The fact that he's going for less than two million a year, um, less than what you will pay a second round pick to fill that role, yeah, that's crazy. And it says again, it says one of two things, and I don't know which one it's saying. It says that either Deshaun really wanted to leave or the Lions really didn't want him back, and it could be both, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the case there. A lot of people talking about Swift. I think I think the Elliott piece is is to me it's pretty like ah it stinks. Loved what he did when he was there. Availability is an important ability that didn't work out. But I think I think we can close the the book on the Elliott chat at this point. But I want to go back because the Jamal Williams thing. People are really alluding a lot to to Swift, and I want to talk about that for, for right now because. DeAndre Swift is in a real interesting spot. Okay. He's now at a place where we have him on a rookie contract here this year still. And he hasn't been able to, we, he has we didn't one have to year left him. on his contract. So many people do not understand. He's got one year left on his contract. So he, he, you know, he hasn't been able to be durable enough to be reliable. He, you know, you saw Deuce last year with some problems with how he ran and there, and they were evident on the field. And when he started listening, he did well, but there's also, and, I'm, and I'll just tell you, people would see when uh, Jamal would get the ball and be like, Oh, he got tackled. And they, they, they everybody on the coaching staff is saying, if that's swift, it's a touchdown. Right. They know he has the talent. They know he has the ability. He just doesn't have the availability. And that's a big thing to start throwing about, you know, throwing money at. Do you throw money at somebody that isn't going to be on the field? Well, why would you? That's just pure waste. DeAndre Swift is here this year. He's on contract. You have him. It's in his interest to play through whatever pain, whatever else goes out there, because basically, and this is my belief, this is just speculation. My belief is DeAndre Swift is playing for his next contract at another team. The Lions are going to ride him for everything that he'll give him. And being a contract year, they're probably going to get more out of him than they have previously. But I don't think that the Lions trust that DeAndre Swift is going to come back next year. And with a contract and suddenly be whatever he's become this year, if he's become something, if he comes back and is a Detroit Lion, it's not going to be for a big contract. I just don't see that happening, no matter what kind of year he has this year. This is his addition for another team. Riz, tell me I'm I'm on the CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com again. 
Well, you might be, but not in this case. <laughs> not not reflective of that. So he's going to earn $1.7 million this year to be your number two running back. He knows the offense. Yep. He knows Jared Goff. He is capable of doing some spectacular things. We've seen him do spectacular things against good defenses. Look what he did to Philly last year. The problem is just that he does that like twice a year. He does that every year. Yep. It's like he's good for two games, maybe 2.5 good games a season. That's yes. worth $1.7 million for a year. The dynamics have changed for him. Deuce is gone. He's got a new running backs coach in place. That's a chance for him to prove himself to a different coach, maybe not start out in the doghouse um, like he got in Deuce's very quickly. The Lions, he could he could have a very good year in this offense. And uh, the Lions, I, I have no understanding of why anyone would think that the Lions would give that away or give up on that. Like, why? Why would you, like, the coaches don't, they don't dislike him. He's a good dude. Mm -hmm. He does, when he, the the biggest thing that I will say, and this is something that has been said both publicly and privately about Deuce by people in the building, is that he needs, uh, I'm sorry, not Deuce, DeAndre. He needs to learn the difference between being hurt and being injured and how to play when you're not 100%, because as a running back in the NFL, it's just not realistic that you're going to be 100% all the time. Right. And you can tell when he's not. And with a lot of other running backs of that ilk, and I'll put a guy like Kareem Hunt in there. I'll put a guy, uh, uh, who's a guy in Tennessee, not the, not the start, uh, Darrington Evans is like that. Yep. Yep. Is, is a guy that, like, you never know. that Like, his leg could be broken in half, and he's still going to try to run his hardest. Like that's that's just not who DeAndre is, yep. and yep. that's frustrating and it's it's maddening. But the value is there for this year, and the upside is there for him to be a lot better than he was on his last current year. contract. Yeah, and here's the thing: people uh, uh, ask for one point seven million. Yeah, yeah. People ask, well, why don't we just trade him then and get some? Nobody wants him. Nobody's going to no. take him. They've seen what his performance is. He hasn't earned any value in a trade. You may get a seventh rounder out of him, maybe. But I don't think you, I mean, you're going to have a hard time with that. This is a year. This is everything. This is the year that DeAndre Swift has to bet on himself and has to put himself out there. And he is in the motivated space to be the very best NFL player he has ever been if he wants to continue to play in the NFL or he's going to collect his 1.7 play, you know, whatever way that he wants to play, call it a career, say, Hey, I made great money. I'm going to go do broadcasting. I'm going to go do something else. And uh, I'm going to go be a booster for a year or two. If yeah. That happens. And that, and yeah. that's going to be the end of the end of the road for me. You just can't get any value out of him. Your, your best value for DeAndre Swift is to put him on the field and let him ball his ass off and do everything he can and take that value and say, thank you very much. And, uh, and move him on his way. And don't be surprised if he does that because he's really talented. That's like that's amazing. That's undeniable. He he is capable of doing great things for one point seven million. Like giving him away for a a late round pick. Like it's not the acquisition cost of his potential replacement isn't even worth that. Like yeah. just let, ride it out. There's there's no point in doing any. There's no point in giving him money. There's no point in moving on from him. He is your best option as your number two running back unless you want to devote a fairly significant draft pick to it, which they might. The other thing I'll say about that, though, is people are like, oh, you got to draft his replacement. There is no such thing as a developmental running back. You get those guys, you ride their ass off 
for yeah. three or four years and then they're gone. Yeah. You don't pay second contracts very often for running backs. Um, I know the Lions just do with David Montgomery, but uh, I mean, Jamal's on his third now. So similar to a car, right. buy it new. So you know what it's like, drive it till the wheels fall off and then get another one. That's it. That's, that's it. And it's cold and it's, and that's the cold part of the sport. Cause we're talking about human beings, but that's the, the reality of it. I have to say, Hey, every now and then you, I say yeah. thanks to Levi really you know, quick. Right in the, to Frank Gore. But yeah. that doesn't happen very often. No, no. He's the last yeah. Frank Gore. Uh, <laughs> um, I got to say thanks to Levi, also known as Schlidigan95. I, 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 I always say in my head. But anyway, hey, he's the original Levi. Way beyond Anzarike. He's one of our original listeners. Thank you, sir, for the super chat. Appreciate you, man. He's been, he goes back to 2015 at the show he's been around wow. for all the ages that's impressive yeah he's awesome he I, it's I, me that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> levi used to call the live show we had so much fun with him he's he's absolutely all personality really really great dude lives out well i won't give anything of his personals away but there you go oh, yep yep forget about it. he's a great guy thank you levi i appreciate the the super chat my man um all right let's see montgomery's a good tool for swift to learn from let's see if it works yeah i'm my head is right now 100 into the get everything you can out of Swift this year, and hopefully he hopefully he wins a contract so, somewhere else next year. That's really ideal, and 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 where it was going. Uh, Levi is thinking he's getting a shout out. No, that's the other one. You guys rule. Thank you, sir. All right, <laughs> we've got our Lions losses. Deshaun Elliott. We talked about Jamal Williams. We got Swift in there. Fresh new faces. Cam Sutton. Love it. Emmanuel Mosley. Love it. Real high ceiling on this one. David Montgomery. Love it. Great upgrade there for us. Uh, Isaiah Bugs is back. Boom. Buggin'. Craig Reynolds, Alex Ensalone, and John Kaminsky all back. The commission's back in town. So far, so good for Brad Holmes and the Detroit Lions. And they had another one. Will Harris is back. Yes. Thank you. God, how did I miss that? Oh, my God. I mean, a lot of Lions fans would like to miss that. But uh, Will Harris is back. And I will say what I what I effectively wrote and tweeted is that if he's your starting slot corner, it's a terrible move. If he is your fourth slash fifth cornerback and third slash fourth safety, he's great. Yeah. Like, cause he can play any of those spots. He defense. He's a great locker room guy. He's a, a very like just really good ambassador for the lions. He really yeah. is. I know, I know people talk crap about him all the time, but yeah. um, he was just too high on the depth chart. For what they're paying him, and they're, they're paying him something called the veteran salary exception, Ooh, which means please, that he's yeah. paying. Most people don't know about that. You, I, I want you, I, if you can, I don't mind because I, I want people to hear this because this is this is a little bit something I don't remember hearing about in the last couple of years of players. So I just want to give a chance for people I mean, to say, so uh, how is this working, and what does this mean? Because, uh, and again, I I don't have the in my I don't have it committed to memory because I, I, I was reading I'm about it while about, I was at work. Yeah. So while I'm um, talking of, or looking for that, I will mention this: there are two other lions who have left. Um. Uh, Tommy Kramer was not tendered and somebody else wasn't either. Uh, Bobby Price was not tendered. They are now unrestricted free agents with Tommy Kramer not being tendered at the league minimum EFERFA exclusive rights free agents, which is basically one year minimum contract. That means they think he's done. Uh, Otherwise he would be back. So let me find. Where is it at? Will Harris. Okay. All right. The veteran salary benefit um, it allows uh, veterans to re-sign with, to the t- with the team that they were at 
um, at, and did get a discounted cap hit that's less than what their salary is because it's, if you're familiar with the NBA and the Larry Bird rule, it's that, but like the other end of that, like that's for top end guys. This is more for low end guys. <laughs> uh, basically his salary. I, let me, let me look it up here while I'm thinking about this. Will. Oh, really nice tweet. While you're saying that from Jamal, go ahead and do that. I want to make sure I get, get his tweet in. He just tweeted. No, go, go ahead. I got to find it. Uh, I just want to say thank you. To all the Detroit fans and everybody a part of the hidden village of the den, I've grown a lot from all these past two years, and I appreciate every experience I had for with every person I came to encounter while I was there. God, this guy, man, he hits you right in the right in the soft spots. Love me, love yeah. me some uh, some Jamal. He's he's a fucking freaking great dude, man. Just a great dude. Okay, so um, damn, man. Will Harris is going to earn. He has a contract. That's worth one year, $2.58 million. His cap hit because of the veteran salary exception, and I don't really know how to explain that very well. Um, honestly, I will tell you, Eric Schlitt probably knows this. He's the one who told me about it a couple of years ago. So uh, he's probably got something up on it at POD that you will want to look at. But his cap hit this year is only $1.3 million, which is the veteran minimum for his level for his level of experience. So he's the Lions are allowed to pay him more, but not necessarily be charged that on the cap. Which yep. and so it's a cap friendly deal. So he he wins out of staying with that, and the Lions get a cheaper player that's that's depth. So uh, that's I'll tell you, you just really quick. Ash was correct in Eric today uh, in the Slack. We'll get Ash on. He is the absolute cap guru. I mean, yes, it's, Ash would know. Ash knows more than anybody. Ash, that if I've you're ever watching, seen. put it, put in the little ticker down here that I can't read because I have my readers on. Yeah, or in yeah, the, or in uh, the, uh, put it in the, uh, in the Slack because I got that going in the background as well. Um, nice. So yeah, there you go. Um, let's see, Evan Brown. He hasn't signed anywhere, but the it doesn't seem like he's coming back. Just so folks know, we talked about that last time. Uh, Matt Nelson is is coming back. All right, I think that covers that covers everybody in the free agency. Riz, is there anybody else that we need to talk to before we move on? Uh, they did bring back like their their super restricted free like Scott Daly's back. Um, one there, so there's two guys that probably need to be mentioned that aren't back yet. Michael Badgley, the kicker. Is one. Uh, that's not insignificant. We missed out on Matt and Gay there. There is, there is still <laughs> one quarterback on the roster. Still, yeah. we are. I, I'm. I'm. I'm impressed here. We are going to sign a veteran quarterback. We're not going to sign that guy in the first couple of days because we're not paying that kind of money for a quarterback. I'm just telling you right now, he's going to be Jarrett Stidham, $5 million. Nope. And we're going to draft a developmental guy, but we won't. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to draft a developmental guy. That's just the world as it is. I'm I'm, thank you for tuning into my Ted. Well, that (laughs) might not be as developmental as, people would insinuate with the meaning of that word. Potentially. We'll see. Thanks for coming. My Potentially. Uh, all right. So we've got t- all this. Tell me I'm not crazy for wanting Cooper Rush here. Because I really want Cooper no, Rush. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm in on Cooper Rush at, at the right price. That's the only thing about, about Cooper Rush that I don't like is what he may, that we may be paying money, you know, more, more than we need to for the, for him. And not that he doesn't deserve it. Right. But that we would pay more than we, we should be for a backup. But other than that, I like Cooper rush. I think he'd be a great addition. And for whoever the developmental person is, look, we're drafting the third quarterback. 
I don't care how undevelopmental you think he is. He is going to work a lot and spend a lot of time with Cooper Rush. If Cooper Rush is the guy, he may be there in two years. He may be there in a year. He may be your quarterback, but he's going to be third on the depth chart starting day one of the season this year, no matter Yes. Unless for some reason, okay, and I'm, I'm, I, I say that if some craziness happens and we wind up going to number one and getting CJ Stroud, I like Stroud. I like CJ Stroud a lot. I really, really do. He's the guy that I would go after if I could. I just don't see us burning that kind of treasure to get there and get him and move on. I, I'm telling you, this team, this group is 100% in on, um, on Jared Goff, this front office is, is is in on Jared Goff. They, it's not that they won't find somebody that will eventually potentially replace him, but they are in on Jared Goff. Oh, All right, absolutely, absolutely. Let's get to our next. And again, one. why wouldn't they be? So we did this little thought exercise on the huge show today with news that we're going to talk about later about a, some weird guy leaving Green Bay. Um, where does Jared Goff rank in the NFC quarterback pantheon right now? The only guy that you can definitively say is better is Jalen Hurts. Mm. Like you can argue that Dak's better, you can argue that Kirk Cousins is better. You can maybe, maybe argue that Derek Carr is better, but he's in a new situation. Like, I'm going to is Daniel Jones better? No, is is like (laughs) I'm going to say Dak Prescott is going to have a fall off here this year. And it's and it's for it's um, this is this is a, like again speculation, but it's for and it's for a reason. People can say what <laughs> Prescott was super close to Zeke. Him and Zeke were besties, and they pl- they yeah. played yeah. off of each other emotionally throughout the whole season. They were their own emotional support animals for each other. Zeke being gone out of Dallas, I think, is really going to have an effect on Dak Prescott. Maybe he'll play through. Maybe he'll come back. I don't think Dak was all that to start with, and losing Zeke and and that personality with him, I think. I just, I just, I, I don't think Zach, Dak is going to have his a good year this year. I think he's going to struggle this year. Interesting. I, I am a Dak. I, I am a Dak supporter. I'm a Dak fan, but I will not say that he's definitively better than Jared Goff. Mm. Certainly not with the way Goff finished the season. Yeah. Now maybe if you go over a three or four year period, he is. But based on where they're at right now and what they can do in 2023, Goff. Honestly, it will it will be quite disappointing if he's not one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFC next year because it probably means that Goff didn't have a very good year because the, the NFC quarterbacks like it's not good, man. Like yeah. Baker Mayfield is signed in, t- in Tampa Bay. He has a re- l- legitimate case to be the best starter in the NFC South right away after the crap year that he had where he, he got dismissed by three teams. Like that's how yeah. bad it is down there. Now, you don't want to write off a guy like Desmond Ritter and whatever the Panthers do with their thing, but like San Francisco, Trey Lance, who knows what they got there. They just signed Sam Darnold because they're worried that that uh, Brock Purdy's Tommy John surgery isn't going to be like Geno Smith. Okay, Geno, Geno just had a year that Goff had, but did it like for – too late in his career. Yeah, later in his career, he 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 has a lot more blank space in his timeline than what Goff does. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Uh, may, maybe maybe Gina will prove to be better in twenty twenty three. That that could happen. Yep. 
but I'm not sure I would bet on that. And like, really? who else is there? Um, who knows? Who knows who's starting in San Francisco? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Arizona. Who knows what's going on in, in Los Angeles? I mean, Stafford. Sounds like they kind of had to talk him into not retiring. So that's interesting. You know, how, how motivated is he going to be? This is funny rumor. How much does Kelsey want him to play? And it's a BS rumor, but Stafford to Green Bay. Oh, would that would that light people's brains on fire? <laughs> okay, so um, gotta say, oh hey, God. Mike Kimber, Micro Mike. Lions, hey, Lions, talk with Chad Sparks. Any DJ Chark news? I got to just mention, say, hey, Mike, how you doing, brother? Thanks for being around, hanging with us. Um, Mike actually tied. It was a three-way tied through us in the beauty contest in Western Michigan last year. So we're we're going to shoot back. We're going to see how we can break this tie this year, but more to come. Uh, any DJ Chark news? All I've heard uh, recently is that it was the Giants and was it the Vikings that were sniffing around? The Vikings around are in. Yep. The Vikings have sniffed around and the Titans have sniffed around. And the uh, and the Giants are also sniffing around with Michael Hardman. So there's, there's, you know, how serious they are. Who knows? Very different types of receivers. But yeah, yeah, that's. They signed Kenny Colliday for a, a huge bag. Let's not think that their evaluation process is uh, on the top shelf. I, I've also heard that the Bears have some interest in Chark if a couple of other things. He's oh, like they should have in, 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 They should have interest in anybody that runs more faster than a five, five forty and can catch once in a while. Uh, th- we got in the, in the thing. Can we all agree? Justin Fields is a bust for Chicago. No, no, no. Justin Fields. could God, be. No. He could be, but I would never say he's a bust right now. He was in the, in a very similar situation to golf. His first year here, he had nobody. He had a, 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 a like a no line. I mean, he had Montgomery, but he had no line. He had no receivers. He had an absolute, I mean, an empty field for Justin Fields. And that's why he became such a running back last year, because that's the only way they had any kind of success was with him running the ball. It was it was terrible. He's the only one that produced for the for the Bears last year. I wouldn't call him a bust. There's potential that he could be. But the guy's really yes. talented. I, I don't say that he's a bust at all yet. Not not at all. No. Uh, if if he's a bust, then Matthew Stafford was a bust in his first two years. Ooh. If he's a bust, then like there's a lot of dudes who who had crap around them. Remember, and I, I've said this line, but it's true. Tom Kennedy would have been wide receiver one in the Lions' last meeting with the, the Bears in Week 17. Yep. Tom Kennedy was on the Lions' practice squad. Yep. That, that's how bad their receiving room has been. And, by the way, Matt Nelson would start at tackle for them. He's – I don't want to say he's awful. He's not good, folks. He's not a starter. He's, he's not an NFL starter, yeah. Um, Zeka, Bears O-line ranked 15th. That's because he was never behind them. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason they're ranked 15. If you look at the first half of the season, you'll see the real story. And then when he started running and moving and getting out from behind that, that line, they, wow, fewer sacks. Why? Because he wasn't relying on them not to get sacked. So it, this is, this is time for, uh, for, for, uh, fields to go. And hey, look, here's the thing as a Lions fan and somebody who's not an anti, but who's an FTB. 100, 100%, right? I would love for Justin Fields to be a bust and them to still be in and hold on tight for another two years and get to a point where they're drafting 14th, 16th, can't get a good quarterback that you want at the top of the draft, but they know they don't have the guy and the whole shit show implodes as they open their Arlington Heights field. I would That's that's my place, how I would love to, to do it. I have no hate for Justin Fields, but I just hate the Bears, and that's how I'd love to see it play out. We'll see if we get that lucky. 
Justin, it's way too early to write Justin Fields off. Yep. Way too early. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's go on. Time for our next topic. Free agency on to Tracy Walker on the road to recovery from his Achilles injury. Uh, Big Dan Davis with the Sean Elliott signing with the Dolphins. Do you guys think the Lions will address safety in the draft or in free agency? Big Dan Davis, thank you for the super chat. Very much appreciate you. And yes, I think both or one of those will be points because Tracy Walker's coming back. But we're just about to talk about that. But you don't know. We talked about the, you know, the first OTAs to be a good place to watch to see what you got. We'll talk about some of the specifics on that. But between him and Kirby, that's what you got and no depth behind him. You 100% need safety help. Yeah. Don't don't be surprised if they do both. And uh, Mm -hmm. don't be surprised if somebody that knows Kirby pretty well might be uh, one of the people that uh, they look at very hard. All righty. And we'll, we'll say brother too. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Cause we have a lot of, we've got some mock drafts coming up. We've got some great plans coming up over the course of the next month to get some <laughs> sweet mock drafts. And we'll get into some of that detail there. Um, yeah. Tracy Walker on the road to recovery from his Achilles injury keeps posting. He's like Achilles. What? And the last post I saw running, cutting, looking good. Interestingly though, to the non medically trained eye, you're like, wow, this guy's looking good. And I saw one of those, um, they're not NFL docs, but the virtual docs who make evaluations of player injuries during the the season and are, are right. really good at, it. I forget who his name was. You'll probably know Riz. Uh, he said you can, he could seem favoring his left side a little bit. Interesting, interesting. But <laughs> that being said, where he is today from an Achilles, when he got it, Holy miracles, Batman. That kind of recovery is insane. He is, he is six months out. I think six months today uh, is the anniversary. That's, he looks, you would never know that he was hurt. Like, like even like had a little boo-boo on his foot. Like he looks fantastic. It's yeah. crazy. Yep. Yep. I, I shoot Oof. free throws for half an hour and I can't even walk up the steps to get in my house anymore. Like it's, the uh, the resiliency that he has, like he has aggressively rehabbed, and we we've seen a couple of other guys who have been very aggressive in their rehabilitation and coming back. Hendon Hooker being one of them, uh, another guy who's very ahead of schedule from where he's you would think he would be based on it. But yeah, Tracy Tracy looks fantastic, man, and it's not unheard of. You know, who was the running back from San Francisco that came back, or the the Rams, uh, Cam Akers? Came yeah. back that quick. He, he was Earl the first Suggs one to come that, that fast, right? I mean, Cam yeah. came back. Earl Suggs was like eight months. Yep. Cam Akers did it in like five and a quarter or something like that. So it's not absurd to think that Tracy Walker will be ready for OTAs, which, as you alluded to earlier, start in two months. Yeah. yeah. Which is, that's incredible. And that would, that would be such such a boon, man. Because now with, with Elliot gone, like you don't want to have to replace two starting safety. Remember, this is a team that starts three safeties a lot. Technically, Will Harris safety corner. Who knows what he is? Uh, but that they would like to have a safety who can start at the slot. They would also like to have a corner who can start at the slot. Yep. Uh, they're they they need that guy uh, because I don't think that guy's on the team if it's not Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Love, love Tracy's rehab, what we're seeing. We saw a lot of that. Remember Jerry last year coming back from that ACL? Yes. The same kind of like, watch me, 
watch me bet against me yeah. right he said it again as we were picking up cornerbacks here you know he put the emojis the shimojis and he's like you know love being the underdog jerry's not the underdog i mean he'll always think of himself he as is the underdog he is he's a i'm telling you i'm not so certain about mosley we'll see what he brings mostly is definitely not a guarantee that it's going to work right and and even um, Okuda, to be honest with you, if you've got Cam on the other side, I just feel like Jerry's kind of got an edge on him. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I don't. There could see be somebody him. else added in the draft too. Like they're yep. they're not yep. they're not out on drafting a cornerback at six or eighteen. Yep. Uh, it could happen yep. if it's the best player available. Again, they they have Cam Sutton for three years. Jerry for under contractual control for two more years. That's the cornerback room, folks. <laughs> like that's it <laughs> beyond twenty twenty three. That's that's the list. Yep. <laughs> so yep. they got to get more people. I guess. I guess technically Chase Lucas, um, who is uh, I believe the third oldest player on the defense as a rookie last year, yep. is still technically around and, and under contractual control beyond that. But probably not somebody that's you're going to build around. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Tracy Walker on the road to recovery looking good. I hope the very, very, very best from him. I would love to see him make a full-blown comeback because it it means a couple things. Besides just the Lions and we get our safety back and a guy that's got such a great personality. I don't know if you've seen – I mean, how many people have seen his family? Um, Got talked to him a little, saw his family at uh, training camp last year. Such a cool dude, such an awesome guy. But beyond all that – it means a lot for the state of recovery from an injury. An Achilles was a career render not not very long ago, really. Not long ago. To see this kind of recovery this fast and to be able to see a guy come back means so much more than just Tracy Walker, just for the game and watch and for fans and the, and, and their players to come in. It's it's great to see. So love that. Love to see it. We got our Tracy Walker coming back, and uh, I would I can't wait. Hopefully he's there starting at the very very beginning. Uh, moving on. Next topic. Charles, Charles Harris, King Charles, uh, takes a pay cut, remains a Detroit Lion. Um, oh, you're gonna go Charles Nelson Riley there for a second. I'm not ready for the match game. Now, there's a reference that like Elizabeth. eight of you got. <laughs> so, I, I somebody, it, well, it was Michael uh, Gray mentioned it to me, the Vic Tanny reference from before. <laughs> I, there's there is like eight people that died when I made that reference. Like, yes. I, I love it, and every one of them has contacted me. <laughs> All right, Charles Harris takes a pay cut. Riz, what's going on? I thought he was the next superstar and was going to carry this team to victory. Why is he taking a pay cut? So he can stay in Detroit, and because the Lions asked him to. <laughs> oh, um, so this was something, and I got caught up in the semantics and missed, and I swung and missed with it. I thought it was a restructure when it was initially announced, and I think it was Field Yates that had it first. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Field Yates. Mm-hmm. And my interpretation was initially, as as others did, was that they were converting his $6 million salary into a bonus. They did not do that. They basically tore up the contract and signed him to a new one. That's It was $6 million, Now he's making $3 million. He has some incentives clauses in there that he can make some of that money back. But this is Charles Harris saying, I will take half of what you were going to give me to stay here because I like it here and I have a role here. 
and the Lions did not want to part ways with him. They've yep. made that abundantly clear. They like Charles Harris a lot. Something you've yep. probably heard on this podcast a couple yep. times. They like Charles Harris a lot. <laughs> they, they value him, and he's back, and he's not going anywhere in 2023. Yep. 2024, he's probably not in Detroit, but 2023, he's yep. he's going to be on the roster, and based on what we've heard, uh, he's higher on the depth chart than most fans would probably believe. Uh, he is probably ahead of James Houston on the depth chart entering yep. the offseason. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I know sure. that's going to be shocking to some people, but that's just – that's how much – that. That is nothing against James Houston. You know, that tells you where the Lions feel Charles Harris can contribute That's, and what yep. level of play that they expect from him. Yep. Love, love that. Love that, you know, he, he, it's, and that's a Holmes kind of a deal. It's basically a prove it deal. He may be in Detroit the year after. It depends what happens, right? He can prove it. He can earn it. And then he's got to be, you know, be there. But to pay, to have a guy like that, uh, come in, take a cut, and be on the depth chart. Again, it talks about the culture, it talks about the, the coaching staff, it talks about what it's like to be here and a guy who wants to be here. Uh, a couple of people talking about Rock Yassin in the uh, in the chat coming in as a guy as a potential pickup. Yeah, he's he's definitely a pickup. I remember the thing about him I remember the most Riz was at Senior Bowl. If you remember, he was the loudest player on the field. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, oh, yo, he was loud. You're right, he was loud. <laughs> Constantly, he like a, every play, he is a holding machine. <laughs> he cannot play without holding. It's, oh, it's aggravating as hell. He did that in Indianapolis. Like I, I went to the joint practices between Cleveland and Indianapolis three years ago, and there was actually a fight. And Rocky Asin started the fight because he would not stop holding Jarvis Landry, and Jarvis <laughs> let him know it, and then things escalated. He's he's a physical guy, but he is a serially endemic holder in coverage, and that bothers me very much. Yep, yep. Um, Justin Fields' accuracy is so bad, he'll likely never have children. I just had to put that in there. <laughs> he's more accurate than than Jared Goff was in college. Cheryl, but that's college. Charles Harris got robbed. He was trending up before the season. Bad luck. Absolutely. That's 100% yes. what happened. Yes. And then Jeffrey and Tina. Uh, K9, you know, you love Gene's microphone from Match Gamer, is. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> I can still watch that show on the Game Show Network every now and then. They actually have a channel on, on what is it, Roku or Pluto, Pluto TV that just shows like old Match Game episodes. They are so wildly inappropriate and politically incorrect. It's fantastic to watch people watch contestants smoking while they're playing the game. It's unbelievable. It's a Richard whole... Dawson and Fanny Flag going back and forth. Bro, it's a whole different world. It's... I was just talking about Eddie Murphy Raw and how we used to quote that growing up, how that was the funniest thing. I tried to rewatch it because I had all these fond memories. Can't do that anymore. Couldn't get past five minutes. I couldn't get past five minutes of it. I was like, holy crap. How, how? Like, I've changed. The world's changed. It's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Foster Coverage, thank you for becoming a subscriber. And you remind me, we do this once per show. If you're here, please hit the subscribe button and join all this great coverage and all the fun. We have a lot of stuff coming. We have some great things popping on the in between the the, the longer 
uh, podcast version of the shows that we do here on Wednesdays. Typically, um, Michael Gray joining a lot of quick hit kind of stuff that you'll love the very much the YouTube style, uh, quick hit, good quality stuff. We also do this longer form show, give you all kinds of tastes of different stuff. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, get notified and join. Uh, I'm, I'm, I love looking at it that a lot of the people that come watch the show are not subscribers. Little, little less than half of the people aren't even subscribers that come watch the show live and they spend a lot of time with us. Hit the button, join us. It's a, it's a great fun and uh, we'll carry you through the off season. We got a lot of good stuff for you. And also while you're there, it's free. You're watching hit the like button. If you would, we appreciate you doing that. That uh, helps other people find us as well and helps us do that thing. So like, and subscribe. We're only going to ask once per show. It's the YouTube thing. I understand. And it's the algorithm and all those things. And I kind of hate working all that kind of stuff, but we, we sort of have to, otherwise we just sit here talking to our moms who, who love to tune in and that's it. But and your moms. Mom. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we'll move on. Charles Harris takes a pay cut remains a lion. Next topic. We have to get into Jalen Carter's whirlwind of disaster. What? Uh, shite show what an epic f- like where do you want to start Riz? where do you do you want to start in september do you want to start with i came in fat to my pro day how do you, how would you like to do it I, I, there's so uh, many things to poke at here i'm just <laughs> lost because it's so <laughs> weird let's go back to i mean let's let's go back to the combine because this is where everything well that's where it blew Before up. the combine, right. when, yeah. when he was involved in a drag racing incident where a teammate lost his life and a, a female staffer who was driving the other car that he was racing against in a suburban neighborhood lost her life as well uh, while driving intoxicated. And Carter fled the scene. Now, I, I've come out pretty hard against like somebody who would leave the, the scene of an accident where one of your teammates, one of your brothers is potentially dead and did in fact lose his life. I can empathize and people have made good arguments. Like you're young. You, 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 you got your, like, I, 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 I understand that argument. I empathize with that argument. I don't agree with that argument, but I, I get it. But then when you have something like that, you have got to show that you are locked into football. That it means that much to you that you're going to devote and and you're going to prove that this was a blip and not who you are. So when you come out at your pro day and, and so Dan Campbell talks about all the time, I want guys who eat football, sleep football, dream football. That's all they want. And Jalen Carter, instead of eating football, ate nine pounds of Of gained weight since the combine two weeks ago. Hot dogs and Doritos. He's eating his feelings over here after the combine situation. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's that that shows a complete and utter lack of dedication to your craft. It shows that you don't care or you do care, but you don't know how to to proceed with that, which means that you're surrounded by bad people because everybody else is getting the, the training that says you, this is what you got to do. Like you're re- like, it's not like Brian Cushing where he stops practices, pulls a sack of almonds out of his jock strap to eat them at a specific time to, to protein up. And I've seen him do that, <laughs> but you've, you've got to have like, how are you not prepared for this? And, and so then he, so he did not, he, he weighed nine pounds more than he did at the combine um, when he had to leave and, and handle his legal business. So he's back. This is his first chance to show the world that he's into football, that he's, and he's running the positional drills 
and he can't finish the positional drills because he's that out of shape. And doesn't do the 40. That's doesn't even not, do it, bro. That is not somebody that I'm interested in. That is not somebody who strikes me as somebody that the Detroit Lions would have any, any interest in at yeah. all. Well, and 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 a lot of the NFL. I'm not going to say the rest of the NFL because Dan Snyder exists, and so do a couple others. But the, the 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 situation is okay. He had some errors back in September that weren't the accident that included the deaths of people, he right? Did. But that okay, ding ding. Okay, that's a bell. What what do you some, do? Some minor minor but, blips. But what do you do if you're a serious player who has a future with a lot of money on the line? Right. Your whole career, even if you're not a football player, you do something, you put your career on the line as Joe Sixpack working your job. You, you go in the straight and narrow. You don't double down. Right. Then the everything happens. We don't know the details on it. Right. It, but it all blows up at the combine that there was a situation after that with racing, driving while intoxicated and people died and, 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 and a whole conflagration of things. You can't do what you were going to do at the combine because all that blows up right there. Again, what do you do? Do you get worse at your job? Do you throw your job to the side? Do you do whatever else? No, 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 no. Your whole life, everything you've done up to that point that you focused your heart and soul on is now on the line. And, and, and you can't do it at the combine. You have to do it at the pro day. It's your last shot to show what you can do and compare yourself to the other guys on the, uh, that, that, that are there at the position trying to get drafted and you show up in worse shape, heavier, don't run the 40, unable to do the drills. I mean, it was just an absolute failure. Tell me, okay, I can feel sorry for the guy. I can, I can get on board with feeling sorry with the guy. That's fine. I can totally get that. But if I'm a coach and I'm putting a whole bunch of money and treasure on the line for a player like that, who to be for, to be fair, you're not really certain how much was Carter and how much was a rotational five-star defensive line in Georgia that, you know, you only had to do a couple good plays a game. You stand out, you look good because you're surrounded by other players that help you look good, right? There's all that question that's there. You, you, you don't overcome it with September. You don't overcome it with the racing and the drunk and the, and the dead people. And then you don't overcome it by showing up at your pro day in this shape. Are you telling me that after all this, well, if somebody drafts him, then he's going to come back and be better. And all this is going to go away. Who's going to bet on that? Who's going to bet a sixth over round pick? Who's going to bet a fifth pick? Who's going to bet a 10th pick on a guy that you're not even really sure on the talent or if it's the guys around him. And then has all these things going on and is on a downward spiral right now in, in a month is you're going to think everything's all better. And you show up at OTAs and he's going to be the guy that he used to be or better than he used to be, because that's what you're trying to draft is somebody that's going to be better. Aiden Hutchinson, you drafted him because you're going to make him better and he's going to grow and be better. I would not put a bet on Jalen Carter right now. I was not out on him after what happened at the combine, but after what happened today, that trajectory, I can draw a line with all the points of data I have right now. I don't have one or two points. I have a line and it is the, a line like, what was it? We lost 500 points in the stock market today. It looks a lot like that line. That's I am not in on Jalen Carter. And I'm sorry, he may wind up being a good player but you are making a massive bet with your treasure. If you jump in on him, sorry, I got a little, you're betting, you're betting that he's more Warren Sapp and not Albert Hainsworth. And that's, I don't know, man. Uh, there are, uh, the, do, you, do you bet on the exception? Cause Warren Sapp was kind of the exception. Yep. 
I, I can't do that. And I, I will just tell you, um, I know, I know someone who was there today. I texted them with them briefly um, as I was getting into the car. How many? Just really quick. How many sacks did he have last year? Six. He, he had six sacks yeah. in thirty-eight career games. Got it. Uh, okay, Seventeen point five tackles for loss in thirty-eight career games. Got it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so it's not like he produced this boffo thing. Um, he he had. There are two defensive tackle prospects in this draft class who had more sacks in one game than Jalen Carter had last year. So, it, like, is he a great player? Like, you can't measure him by sacks because what he's an, he is an awesome physical presence in the middle of that defense. I will never take that away from him. But the, And I brought, I brought this up in the Slack this week. Like, people are talking like, this, this guy's going to come in and get Michael Strahan's record as a rookie. Like, that's not who he is. I think people have, have created this vision – that he is something that he's not. He's a very talented, very impressive player who does some really cool things. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there's other guys that also can't do that. And they come with a lot less risk. And I think that you're going to see the NFL treat it that way as well. He may make somebody asked me some, somebody asked me on Twitter if the lions would really pass on him at six. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they pass on him at 18. And I, I absolutely mean that. And I don't mean that as, as critical of the lions either, because I think I kind of get that. And I, I, I do know that there are a couple of other teams that are like, Nope. Uh, Cause the person I was talking to that was there today is like, Nope, not going to happen here. Mm-hmm. And they do pick between six and 18. So there it's, this isn't just two old white dudes railing against a, a, a young guy. Like this is, this is a legit thing that's going to happen. I don't know how far he's going to fall. He yeah. might be gone by the time the Lions pick. He might have a great damage control team. Yeah. We'll see. But there are a whole lot of questions that make you really wonder just how much he loves football. Does that sound like someone that the Lions would want? I'll leave it at that. And you're, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And I, I, he could be a spectacular player. He may wind up being, and I, and I may, you know, he, that's, that's great. But if you're Brad Holmes building the Detroit Lions with the Detroit Lions history, with your Titus Youngs and all the other, th- the, 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 um, the job Nick Bass, Fairley. Nick Fairley is the these players in your history. You just getting over Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn and all this history of what you are, and you've built a foundation that you have where you're ready to kind of spring into actually winning your first playoff game in thirty freaking years or long, thirty-one years. Do you put that thirty-two years? Do you put that at risk? Right now, by picking a guy, or do you take somebody that's a more sure thing that it doesn't look like he's potentially uh, melting down, man? And and look again, I feel terrible for the guy as a person. I I hope like like I hope this isn't the sign of some some kind of a break or something that's going on that's really like happening in in a very you know mental and physical way to this guy. I absolutely feel terrible if that's what's going on, and hope he gets all the help that he needs to get past that. And maybe that's what it's going to take, and then he becomes this uh, this walk on player who earns his bag and turns into something great. I'm 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 you know great good for him. I hope. I, but on a personal level, it was like when Nick Fairley left. 
I was I felt terrible because he had finally gotten the situation he needed to get everything together. And then he went to the Saints and what happened happened. I mean, and then the heart thing. And I just felt bad for yeah. him. I, I want Jalen Carter, the person to be whole and be OK. And I, I worry about him based on this trajectory of what's happening right now. And especially showing up at his pro day this way. This does not look good. He, as a team, though, and in the business of football, you want a guy that shows you he's going to, you know, to bite kneecaps in the Dan Campbell parlance. That's what you're looking for. And he's just not he's he's grabbing soup bones, not knee bat kneecaps. And that's just not what these guys are looking for right now, man. Yeah, that's I, I, I'm i with you on that. Um, yep. Can I lead into something a little happier from Please that? Please take us to a happy place. So one of the one of the reasons that I was texting with someone down there today is because I have a new job. I took over DraftWire this week. Uh, Luke Easterling left um, on his own. He got a, he got a cool new job. It's a sweet job. Uh, so I'm I'm this ecstatic for Luke. Um, I am sharing the duties at DraftWire at USA Today uh, with Kurt Popejoy. Uh, I'm not sure that actually Kurt has said that publicly yet, but he, it's Kurt Popejoy who's running it with me. Steelers guy. He runs Steelers wire. Um, we are, we are co-managing editors for it. I'm going through um, and getting used, getting used to running two sites again. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge, but I'm, um, I am no longer writing for real GM. I resigned. Uh, that was very, very hard for me. I cried the entire time I was typing it. I cried it when my editor from there, Chris, uh, Chris Reyna, who's been fantastic to me. Uh, responded and we communicated and uh, uh, it's it's tough. Uh, I am I have a new home for the ten cents. That will be the only thing that I will be writing for the new home, and that will come during the season. You'll get an announcement on that. But uh, thank you to everybody who supported that. Uh, this is I started there in two thousand four, and my dream when I started doing this. Um, so my wife makes more money than I do. So when we decided to start a family. I did this and stayed at home with the kids. And this was my way of trying to create something Poor kids. And my dream was to one day be in a run of a widely circulated NFL draft. And I got that this week. So I am personally very proud of that and excited for that. And uh, thanks to everyone who's, who's sent notes of support to it because uh, it's pretty damn cool to me. Honestly. So I'd like to say really quick, and uh, Ben, you're right. Riz had a Jamal moment. Congratulations. A lot of congrats coming in the in the in the chat. A couple things. First, you know, fuck Riz. I want to thank the guys at Real GM. <laughs> Chris and the team over there. The reason Riz is here and built up to to what he's done. And the, the reason I got to know Riz is because of Real GM. And, and what they've invested in him and the 175 years he spent there. You'll never see anybody spend that long at a single place ever. So Real GM. Give them all your clicks, give them all your love and uh, tweet at them. Tell them how great they are, because they th- that's the reason Riz is here and with us and, and has become my friend. It's it's was the launching point. So I just want to make sure that Real GM gets the credit for what they've yeah. done for you and how great they are. But also, Riz, they were they were they were fantastic to me. I, I you know, I'd like to say, hey, you know, you, you chose us as part of where you're going and what you're doing is at the podcast and, and the listeners here and, and everybody loves it. And we appreciate you doing it. And uh, we love having you on the show. You're a great addition. I love arguing with you. I love agreeing with you. I love laughing <laughs> with you. I love watching you cry. Yeah. All those things. <laughs> it's a good time. Riz, so I appreciate it. And congrats. Yeah. Very much. Very much. Congratulations yeah, on the, the uh, new stuff, man. It's uh yeah, it's 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 awesome. I'm very excited. And by the way, it allowed me also to bring Russell Brown on to Lions Wire. So Lions Wire and and 
it also resurrected a couple of the contributors. Max Gerber is back doing stuff again, which yeah, is fantastic Gerber. because he does great things. In fact, he sent me a thing while we're on the air here uh, that's really good that I have to post a little bit. So uh, it's 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 working out really well so far. Uh, and I am ecstatic for, for doing more than just mock drafts. Uh, can you convince so Max to change his name to Max Gruber, please? At least at Christmas time. Maybe he could do like a Max Gruber Christmas special football. I, I just <laughs> kind of lament the loss of a family member, that sort of a thing, right? All right. I actually um, went to go back in time to a previous life of mine. I worked with a guy or didn't work with him. He was a client of mine whose name was Carl Heinz Gruber. And I've always thought of him every time I see Die Hard. Awesome. All right. We do have one last topic. Well, not one last topic, but uh, another topic we want to hit. It is Aaron Rodgers. It's all love in Green Bay now. Aaron's, I mean, it's all but done. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) I love laughing at, at that whole Green Bay thing. So Aaron Rodgers is gone. And he's he's he, it appears that he's gone. He's not officially gone, but he the right. Jets are working according to his plan. I really believe that Aaron Rodgers is doing this. I think rather than going the coaching route, he's trying to set himself up to be a GM somewhere, like he's some kind of guru. The ayahuasca's working or something. But here he is. He's out here and he's trying to set up the Jets. You you got to say if the Jets have made the moves they have based on the the the. the three by five card he sent in that they, they've got to be making all the moves. There's probably hard negotiation going on because they know he's gone. The, the green Bay doesn't have much to play with as far as negotiating room with, with Aaron Rodgers. and what's even better. And here, there you go. Schlusark with the FTP, you know, when Aaron Rodgers was there and they needed themselves a receiver and weapons for Aaron Rodgers, You look at that. T- they, they, they drafted Jordan love. They're at a point right now where Jordan Love's there and they need weapons for for Jordan Love. Watch for them to draft their next quarterback in the first round. Because <laughs> that's how they do that's in what Green they Bay. Do. <laughs> I they cannot are, wait to see I the mean, absolute shite show that becomes the Green Bay Packers. The Mike, Mike Tom Zach years are here to stay, baby. I can't wait. <laughs> I love Mike Tom Zach. He's a good guy. Um, yes. I will just say that uh, as I allude to it several, often that I get emails from gambling places and I got one not not long before we went on the air tonight of odds to win the NFC North next year. The Green Bay Packers are last right now below the Bears to win the NFC North in 2023. Yep. Yep. The Detroit Lions are I don't want to say clearly the favorite, but I think I want to say they were plus 250. And I think the Vikings were plus 350. The Bears were like plus 600 and the Packers were either plus 750 or plus 800, which yes. uh, is is a pretty strong implication that they're going to be terrible. Or at least Las Vegas, the gambling places expect them to be terrible. Yes, and, uh, I kind of do, too. Although I think I will say their defense ain't bad, folks. Like they they, they got a shot. Like if love doesn't suck. They'll be okay, but they're not. They're not where they're at, and I'm not sure that love doesn't suck. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I'm Anybody who can't beat out Tim Boyle, there's that. That raises some flags because <laughs> we've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. We have. Well. All right, so we got that. I got a really quick hit. Don't forget Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. 
Great place to go if you're going to Amazon, help the show, doing something you're going to do anyway. It doesn't cost you any more, but it does help the show. Also, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. We're getting to that draft time. We're getting to where you can buy your jerseys, pick your guys, pick your uh, players. Uh, and it's not just for the Lions. It's for any of the sports, college or pro. Go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. It'll take you right to the site. None of the funny stuff. It just tells them that we sent you and uh, they give us a little cut. It takes the profit away from their greedy hands and helps us do the things that we do here at the Detroit Lions podcast. So I want to thank everybody for using those places and supporting us there. Also like subscribe on the YouTube um, Riz with all that. We're at the show closing key messages. This is the part where you talk about the new job. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> congrats again on that. Michael Gray coming up. You guys, I'm telling you, you are going to love what he brings and already the commitment that he's talking about as far as production quality. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, you're going to be loving it. A lot to add, a lot of good content. We're going to be close to seven days a week of content here real soon. We've got a couple of great personalities, great minds, great eyes to think about. Uh, we'll be doing all that. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe. We appreciate you all for being on the show. Um, we have some draft mock drafts coming up. And, we, you know, one of the things we talked about with uh, Riz was it doesn't make sense to do more than two that have Riz involved because you're going to kind of get what he's thinking, what he's doing. And we do these consensus. It's a group of four that's going to work in each of these mock drafts. We'll have two with Riz. We'll have two with uh, Scott uh, as well. And we're going to mix it up with other guests. Guests. We also we're going to get Emery Hunt back on the show with his draft analysis. Yes. He's such a superstar, right. man. To me. And why don't I remember off the top his draft guide? What's it called again? NFL draft guide. It's the football game plan. Football game plan. Draft Thank guide. you. Draft guide. Look that up. Go to footballgameplan.com. Right? GP. Yeah. 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 Go check um, it out. Worth every penny. It's like what it, I forget. It's like five bucks or 10 bucks or something. I buy it every year. It's one of the things that I use to study. And I've got the PFF premium subscription prescription subscription. Yeah. I still get Emery's guide. I'm not even bullshit. BS. I don't get anything from Emery for doing this. He just does a really, really yeah. good job in his analysis. Really? He goes Emory. there. He's talking about XFL guys. He's talking about right right now. Yes. He was at the Shrine. He's he talking covers about the, the guys. XFL for yeah. CBS. Yeah. <laughs> He's covering and talking about guys that you haven't heard about and don't know. Riz, I sit there on day three, hung over with my hand down my pants at the draft, watching it because we did two days of shows. Riz <laughs> is there checking boxes and his predictions. And I mean, my he's got day. Emery. My laughs at what Riz here. does. Emery laughs at Riz's yes. work on day three of the draft. Emery's a superstar. Check his stuff out. Football game plan. We'll get him on as well and a couple other folks. Emery was the only draft guide that had Jerry Jacobs in it. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. He nailed it. He nailed it on that. And and that's if, if, if folks go back in time and put the timeline together, we've told them, but you can do it. We were the first people on Jerry Jacobs train. We had, we interviewed him first and, and he's become, he came to our party last year, our training camp party. We're going to talk about him doing it again. We work with him on, on his merch. We've got some really cool stuff going at seatbeltgang.com coming up. So check that out. But it was Emery that turned us on to Jerry through his football game plan piece. And then when we picked him up and started really doing the research, we're like this guy. And then we saw him. Yeah. Right. And I was, and I tell you, the one thing that I always say is the first time this guy, he's rocked up. Like he, he was what? 6% yes, body fat, just a, a ton of just sinewy muscle. 
And I'm like, oh, God, these guys, it's going to be hard, all that muscle. And then he flipped the hips the first time I saw it. And it was like, oh, God, this guy's got something. This guy has some oh. real freaking <laughs> talent. So Emery Hunt, a lot to talk, a lot, a lot of talk about there to go to. But uh, nothing below for you. Em. Yeah. Em- <laughs> he is a rock star, a rock star a football game plan. He we'll is. get him on. You guys will love him. He's a super. It makes our show better looking, too. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So we got all that going on. Don't forget about us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. $5 minimum donation gets you access to the Slack. And it's the most intelligent chat, Lions chat on the internet. It doesn't go down like Reddit. <laughs> and it gives you a lot. I mean, the insights, the conversations, the thoughts, you, the breaking news. Everybody there is faster. It is the mind of people that are tuned in to all the places you want to watch, but everyone is watching it at once. I use that while I'm working. It's running in the background, and that's how I know what happens during the day because these guys are on top of it. The conversations are rocking, and especially in the off season when things get a little bit lame and people are, it's all memes, meme stream or whatever else kind of garbage is going on in the conversations. The Slack is like a oasis in a field of of boredom and stupidity Generally patreon free too. <laughs> patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast uh five dollars a month minimum gets you access to that but we do have a meme channel if you're into the memes there's a meme channel uh go ahead and follow us on twitter at jeff risden as you see right there and at det lions podcast det lions podcast both of us on both of those twitter locations My are rolling around atrocious. without our pants on pants free this is pants free podcasting and pants free lifestyle baby it's a lifestyle I swear to God, my hands are shrieking. Like my fingers are like, they're not as big as they were. That's weird. You better check something else because they're yep. directly proportionate. Uh, call I might have some ayahuasca <laughs> or something. Somebody spiked my water. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word Detroit Lions Podcast. Uh, or call us on the Lions line 248 rub you fug ken mcwise the slack is so intelligent i'm intimidated it's embarrassing to be the short bus star ken don't worry about it bro this is the the thing about it is is it's just so freaking ideal of a place to come in and learn and it just really the only right rule i don't say the only rule but don't feed the kenyans is the first rule the second rule is just don't be a dick and if you can, can can if you can live with those two rules you are going to make friends fast and you'll learn i mean it's a teaching group it's it's just a great group of people i can't say enough about how wonderful the folks there are if i were to choose friends like a group i would go there and say this is my these are my people 100 uh go to detroitlinespodcast.com subscribe to the podcast folks should uh should be seeing some 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 speed and helpful differences we did a whole bunch to the tech stack here in the last week to to get things running if you find a glitch please don't panic just let me know and uh, we'll take a look at it but i think we've got this thing locked in and tight detroitlinespodcast.com because while you go there and subscribe to the podcast what happens riz I get to come in your ear holes automatically. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because you subscribed, you liked, you hit the bell, and we're your Detroit Lions and an even better place on Reddit connection. Thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys this week, and we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is.
is over. You've had enough of that shit.